This is Ross Payton here with Roleplaying Public Radio, and this is episode 39, 2009, year in review, and with me, as always, is Mr. Tom Church. Hope y'all had a good Christmas, got crap you don't need, yeah. beautiful. Or crap you wanted it, or didn't want, or there's many variations on that. Well, yeah. There could be a table, like a chart, like Christmas presents, did you want them, you know, you roll percentile dice, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, chart. Uh, I, I would like to see more of like a pie graph, of like, like uh, the percentage of gifts as like that wanted, needed, flip frivolous, and crap. And what the, you know, like a random miscellaneous minor relic. Like, oh, uh. Critical fumbles like socks from your grandmother. Like, Not oh, even uh, good socks. Bag of, like, bag of cotton balls and Q-tips. Thank you. <laughs> Are you saying my personal height? Yeah, minus one to charisma for personal hygiene issues. Now, oh. Thanks a lot, Grandma. Yeah, thanks for my self-esteem. Um, and then on the other end, new sports car. Or, yeah. Yeah, like that. dude, that happens. Uh, you you're, you're not on Earth anymore. Yeah, exactly. Or you you die. <laughs> or you or you shouldn't from be crashing listen- horribly. From or you shouldn't be listening to this show. Yeah. Well, I don't know. No. If you if well, you if you okay, probably- if you do, give us give us some of your money. Yeah. Become a patron of our PBR. <laughs> we'll mention your name every episode. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, um, I just want to. I feel so bad about not doing an episode for so long. I'm just a horrible person. I just want to give a big shout out first to all the RPPR fans, all you loyal listeners who put out up there. with us, donate money and uh, uh, post on our forums, especially the yeah. really annoying. You post forums. comments that yeah. build up our egos. Exactly. You are the lifeblood of RPPR. And if me, it was not for I'm you, the lifeblood too. But uh, you, you're, you're, you see what I deal with? Yeah, because um, I edit the shows, upload them, maintain the website. Moderate the forums, and um, you you just sass me, so. Dude, you you need me. Yeah, I guess I. I, I uh... Anyway, um, there's not there's a lot of uh, reflection in that answer, Russ. Yeah, I'm starting to think that maybe you think you don't need me. Oh, I we we everyone at RPPR is just uh, just just great. I just want to say they it's are. about the fans. It's not about you. It's, it's not about me. It's especially not about you, but it's about the fans. Don't saying. think I didn't hear that. Huh? Don't think I didn't hear that. It's little... about the fans. Uh huh. It is about the fans. <laughs> I think we should leave it at that, don't you? <laughs> yeah, sure. As long as it's not about. Anyway, um, you, you, uh, Chris Farmer, he was here to record some AB3 stuff. As um, you may have, may or may not he's, he was back. Known. He was on shore leave or something from being in the Navy. <laughs> he is shore leave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> body massage. No, he was, uh, <laughs> was protecting our country in Texas from, uh, from drug dealers, terrorists, and, and terrorists. And yeah, and, well, uh, we can't, we, we shouldn't mention any of that stuff because, you know, uh, mostly terrorists. Loose lips sink ships, even though he's landbound. The, the, the metaphorical ship could sink. Terrorists. The metaphorical ship of freedom. Terror. Yeah. Terror. So he, he protects us. He's fighting terror. And when he's not doing that, he's, he's uh, uh, voice acting this stuff for uh, AB3. As you may have noticed, I did post one an AB3 ram. AB3 ram. Number one, the team that couldn't shoot straight. Yeah. I like you, see how, you see how he is, how awesome he is. He defends our nation and records stuff. And entertains you, the listener. The people he's protecting. Yes. So You show him respect. He's like Bob Hope and Batman wrapped into one. <laughs> Adam West, he's not. Yeah, he's the Adam West one. Rattle their cages. Uh, (laughs) Promise me. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know where I was going with that. I just we—that's a thing we've been doing lately. Is Christian Bale imitations from The Dark Knight or from Batman? Really, just kind of doing anything like ordering pizza and. I like anchovies. Promise me there'll be anchovies. 
Oh, you're, well, there's also the, your brother who is just here. Yes, my brother, uh, Strader. Who, he eats anchovies. If you watch TV Tokyo in Japan, you may have seen him on the news. He is the token white boy for the uh, TV <laughs> Tokyo in their Washington, D.C. bureau. So um, that was entertaining. Yeah, he eats anchovies straight from the container. Yes, because uh, he likes the, the fish, the food. It's, I don't know. It, he I saw, I saw, mad, I mad saw you actually getting physically ill. I yeah I had one because I forgot how bad they were. I mean they were just so salty and bitter and nasty. Ugh. Mm. This is not a shout Terrible. out. You can tell this is not a shout out to anchovies. Fuck you anchovies. Fuck you. I unless hate you, you unless you donate to this show. Yeah. Fuck you. Or if somebody donates in the name of anchovies, then I'll, then, eat, I'll eat one in the next episode. Somebody <laughs> donates fifty bucks. Hell yeah. I'll eat an anchovy and tell how so terrible you it can is. pretty much hear. Oh god. Uh, yeah. ugh, no, it'd be it would be more anguish. It'd be like a fucking Kafka novel. It'd be like <laughs> this existential hell. <laughs> I'm eating an anchovy on the internet forever. And I'll be pointing at you and laughing. God damn it. I mean, well. Whatever. That's what I'm here for, dude. Yes. So we've recorded three more AB3 rants. We actually have four total in the can, more or less, that I need. The only th- the only thing is... Yeah, uh, it's not just an episode. These require a lot of editing. and A lot of editing. Voice actors and a lot of sound effects. and uh, It's the love. So it takes me a lot of work. It, 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 even that short one, five minutes, took me probably two hours to edit. So He does it for you. I do it for you. Not the for fans. Tom. Yeah. No, definitely not me. I'm just El Disgusto. Screw yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah. So, uh, but we we also have new original material. We're gonna write. Oh, we we a couple other things. We have. Uh, we're gonna you know with I of Argon, which we never finished, but we recorded part of. We we we've decided that it was the length that was really the issue. So we we recorded some fanfics, uh, some really yeah. entertaining ones. So uh, we'll we'll post those at intervening things like Doom, Repercussion of Evil. Uh, <laughs> he gutted plasma rifle. <laughs> uh, and plasmade them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I don't want to spoil anything. But. Uh, let, me, let me tell you, that shit's hard work. It is. Your brain is working to correct their mistakes. Ta. Yeah. Ta. Yeah. Instead of the. So, yeah. So we, we, we have a lot of stuff planned for. We have original sketches. Like, Tom, there's some phantom script of uh, GM and DM or something, right? Yes, there is, Ross. And thank you for that vote of confidence. I'm just going by a track record. Thank you, Ross. You're welcome. Because, you know, I you need the sass, too. If I need the sass, then you need more sass than I do. I sass myself, thank you very uh, much. No, 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 no. That doesn't count. That's pseudo sass. That's pseudo sass. Look at what you're a pseudo sass asshole. No, look at what Woody Allen sassed himself. Look what he did. Yeah, and he's rich and famous. Well, yeah, that could be me. Yeah, well, that could be me. If you're a New York neurotic, well, you're you're, if you were Jewish and New Yorker and had vast amounts of artistic skills and writing ability, and were born about thirty years earlier. I don't know how old Woody Allen is, but. I don't know why I'm comparing you to Woody. I don't know either, Ross. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Because he's a self-hating person. But um, And you sassed yourself. I guess that was the very loose connection I was making. We're, we're just... Yeah. You can tell what Ross happened. Ross is we're, tired. We're, no, no, no. I'm fine, actually. It's just we haven't done an episode in so long, you know, in over a month. Uh, that we, we, we've, uh, uh, we're forgetting what it's all about. It's about gaming, how great it is, and um, or terrible it can be. Um, just so you know, uh, 2010 should be the year of the road trip. I've not formally titled the campaign, but that is the working title of a Monsters and Other Childish Things campaign. First playtest I've already posted, Pastoral Manor. I've ran several more sessions of it at Gen Con, Dragon Con. Um, and basically, hopefully, Arc Dream, my publisher, um, they've been trying to get targets of opportunity up off the ground, which is this huge Delta Green book. It's like 180,000 words of Delta Green. 
which is like fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, I saw it. There were many people asking at Gen Con, when will this be out? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, but now that's almost done. And there's a couple other projects, but these aren't going to take nearly as long. In fact, if you're a big Monsters fan, you should. Uh, there's a ransom going on right now for bigger bads. How to run giant ass monsters, kaiju, Godzilla, King Kong sized monsters, and to be a little Gamera. Kid. Yeah, Gamera, who is friend to all children and full of meat. Turtle meat. Um, we are eating Gamera. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I would uh, donate to that ransom. Uh, I've read the playtest rules. They're they're great. And you uh, can bet your ass Ross is going to try it when he. When uh, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, but uh, my campaign road trip will be put up for ransom t- sometime this year. And if the ransom's met, then we'll publish it, and it will be out for sale. And it will be amazing. It will be the best campaign ever. I am shamelessly ripping off stuff from Massive and the, and and the cure and, uh, for several kinds every, of cancer. Every, exactly. And every type of children's genre I've kind of mashed up and remixed and whatever the current world is. You will are. live your childhood again. Exactly. With in monsters. Wonder and, monst- and monsters. And there are monsters in the school, Tom. Thank you, Ross. Exactly. So uh, we got a lot of stuff planned for 2010. 2010 is going to be great. It's going to be the, like, it's going to be so awesome, you're not even going to believe it. Your brain won't be able to comprehend it. It will be. Full of to win. Whoa. Yeah. Just whoa. Exactly. So why? But of course we 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 as this year is coming to an end, and we should come and think back on 2009 and what it meant, what it signified to you. Well, it was another damn year, actually. Yeah. Uh, shit happened. Some bad shit. Some good shit. Yeah. But I like the good. The, the, good, the good shit's great. Yeah, I didn't like. I didn't care for that. Yeah. But you see, remember that one bad shit? That was bad. But the, no. that that good shit almost the good shit out. we got that that piece of good shit. Yeah, yeah, that was that that that. Okay, go on. So I'm gonna have to say that the years are starting to run together. I mean, each one has their unique little things, but for the most part, mo- you know, it's 2009 was much the same as 2008. Speak for yourself. I am. You asked me. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Good. Unless Go that's ahead. Not, unless that's not what you want me to do. No, no. Speak for yourself. You want me to, you want me to toe the speak party line? Speak for yourself. I am. Good. I am. Good. I just did. Actually, I'm done. Oh. What did it mean to you, Ross? It meant I wasn't published this year as opposed to last year. Well, actually, no, I was published, but not as much as last year. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't publish as much. Yeah, so that was... Kind of disappointing, but I have uh, better, bigger things. Next year, I should be published so much, you won't even believe it. it you will explode from how much I'm going to. Uh, I have this project I've been working on for a very long time. Um, I'm not quite 100% ready to to publicize it yet, because I'm trying to get the teaser trailer. It's a new media project, web, web episodes. There will be a, a website. There will be all kinds of really, really cool, awesome oh, is this stuff. The one where you want me to I'm do just the... dying to tell you guys about it, but I just... Oh, is this the one you, you're having me do the uh, little... Column, yeah. Column four, yeah. yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's going to be. I like, got a few of them. Got a few of them. I, think, I shot planned. video. I shot. I've got, At my I'm office. Book, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. just some of you already know about it. I've, I've been telling a few yeah. pe- RPPR all the people. All the people in my office are wondering, dude, when's it going to be out? Yeah, I know. Um, so, uh, that, uh, so preparing for this, you know, learning what to do, getting artist commission work and all this other stuff. Um, that was very good. Uh, of course, my trips to Gen Con, Dragon Con, and my scuba diving trip in Hawaii, which I mentioned briefly, it was, you know, not, it doesn't have anything to do with gaming, but, you know, it's like, oh, wow. Now, look at Ross. I'm a traveler. I, yeah. ha- I have a passport. <laughs> yeah, you don't need a passport to go to Hawaii, Tom. 
I, no, Russ, it, you don't. I'm just, you have one. I do have one for a trip that I took years ago to Japan. Good for you. Yeah, it was the last time I went overseas, actually. Um, but, no, it was it was pretty amazing. No, 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 I went to the Cayman Islands the year before, so, yeah. Uh, it's nice when you have a, a, a family with lots of frequent flyer miles and you're able to leech off of them. I'm a parasite is what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm an entertaining parasite. You're a maggot feasting on this dead flesh of society. But with the clown clown makeup so i'm funny you're still a maggot though well you're i i'm i i maggots are useful and yes for cleaning off dead flesh yes they use them in hospitals so, so look at it this way ross you may be that but you do prevent gangrene yeah, yeah metaphorically yeah somehow i don't so um gaming yeah why don't we talk about that yeah how about the, world the gaming campaign? of 2009 yeah, 2009 was the year of the new world i think I think it is. Um, the New World campaign has been the longest-running campaign I've ever run. Or it's, it, it has now surpassed Masks of Nyarlathotep. Masks of Nyarlathotep, uh, the Iron Heroes campaign. Yeah, it's you know oh, 30 sessions at least, uh, going strong. Um, we're working Spawned from level to one off. to epic level by now. Spawn to spinoff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cody's running his own spinoff now. Uh, two free PDF supplements out there. The uh, financed by the Ransom Model, thanks to you listeners. The out listeners there. and the amazing artists who worked on it, Ian Moody and all the others, and uh, uh, Violet Kirk and Vincent Daniels and I'm think sure. hard. <laughs> Josh Hunter, <laughs> he he did some, and um, those are the primary artists. Um, Although Alex Romero did some maps for the first one. Mm-hmm. So thank you all again. Um, it's been interesting to, it, it, this, it, to have this long-running campaign. and have, It's the first campaign I, I can think of where they, like, at least some of the PCs have their really great character arcs, like Cody's character arc. Um, so uh, this yes. And also the, just learning the ins and outs of 4th Ed. And 4th Ed is 100% better than uh, the other editions of D&D. I mean, all you haters... Um, you just need to shut the fuck up, basically. Because Ross said it. Yeah, well, I mean, I know I'm going to be like, oh, I hate 4th Ed, it's an MMO board game, which doesn't make any sense. But 4th um, Ed solves a lot of problems, doesn't detract from anything. Um, and really, I realize the only weakness I have is, is is sort of one of the assumptions it's built, which is that, and this is inherent to D&D, is that the characters are going to be fighting several times a day before they can recover their resources, their spells or abilities mm-hmm. or whatever. And we, I've never run a game where that's been a real problem. Like, and social interactions to kind of... Well, it's like, you know, we do one fight a session, usually. Mm-hmm. And I, the way it's set up is like your characters are always able to rest in between, or usually are able to rest. I never run these really like you're in a dungeon Iron Man dungeon. Yeah, well, just dungeon crawls, period. Or like you're something where you can't rest very easily. You have to do three fights before you can rest. And that's just kind of maybe for 2010, I'm going to try and come up with some sort of variant where you can have one fight, period, that will be challenging. You know, like one's kind of a fight where it uses up everything you've got, you know, instead of making one fight, like, I'll just blow all my daily abilities, do, 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 no problem, I can rest, so. But overall, that's just from 2009 running 30 sessions of the New World campaign, that's my biggest complaint of 4th Ed. And that's not, and that, there's nothing in there that, that's just D&D, period. There's nothing, there's nothing deal-breaking. Well, I mean, again, 3rd Ed and 2nd Ed, the same thing with spells per day, you know, or 
wizards having to memorize their spells again. I mean, that's the same problem, you know. If you're only having one fight a day, you just blow all your spells off and be like, okay, I'm fine for the rest of the day. Do, do, do. Or, I, you know, you have... The you wake up, you have a fight for 15 minutes, and you go back to sleep for eight hours. <laughs> the, and the angel summoner BMX bandit scenario. Yeah. Well, that, that was third ed, but not in fourth ed. So, Except for you, Tom. You were the, still the BMX bandit because you didn't use your fighter abilities for a long time. Dude, I was still learning the damn system. Yes, because it's it, 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 very hard. How you doing there, Tom? Yeah. So that's my summary for, God, that, for I, 2009. God, I hope to God if you ever do have kids, they don't have self-esteem problems because you're going to drive them to alcohol. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll be much. <laughs> I'll be such a kind parent. I will be. Um, so you let, let. Why don't we just go down that? So that that, that kind of gets fourth ad out of the way. That's that's sort of that's my a summary. big one. Anything you want to add on to fourth ad, Tom? Uh, it's taken some time. I think it's grown on me. But uh, I think I think it's only now that I can really look back and say, yeah, I think it's okay. 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 Um, to be honest, the fantasy scenario is not really my, you know, forte. Yes. Yeah, but, you know, you're running it. It's good to game. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, well, I, I think the thing is, again, it's not the, the genre. It's just what you add to it, you know, like adding some moral ambiguity yeah. to it. I think, I think my thing is I just don't know if I'd want to run it. Hmm. Well, that's, that's just it. That's my thing. Okay, fair enough. Um, so when we, you know, year in review, we're not only going to talk. I think the big thing we we when we were preparing our show notes is uh, that you brought up is the group cohesion. You know that you felt like. Uh, how did you put it? I think this year has been the best. The best we've been as a group, mm. which is of course true. You know, the more you're together, the closer you get. Right. The better you get. Right. Um, and not just that, our group's certainly grown uh, to where we have a sort of stable of players, and I think it's uh, good that we've mm-hmm. had such a variety of uh, and more importantly, we can all, we're also people perspectives. That we can also just hang out too. Yeah, that's true. I've had a few groups where uh, it was all business when gaming started, and that those were the worst. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think some of my, you know, just had. Meeting with all the other people and getting to play with Aaron for the first time and Mike and Bill. Yeah. And, Andy, uh, first time, but yeah, yeah. Andy at Gen Con. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one time. Uh, I actually will be posting that scenario very shortly. In fact, even before this episode goes on the air. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. Actual Play. Uh, RPPR, the Actual Play podcast. Check that out if you haven't already. Uh, that's 2009. Yeah, that's true. We've already got like seven games, which is like... Uh, over 30 or 40 hours worth of content. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, people yeah, are so like, I'm already, I'm listening to this scenario two or three times. I mean, there are people who have listened to the U-Boat Haras scenario like at least twice. That's I, 11 hours. Yeah. I don't know if I could do it, man. And I was there. Yeah. <laughs> man, you that, lived it. You, I, li- I lived it. That's why you don't need to listen to it again. <laughs> I mean... Um, I just I just wish you could have been there. Like He says, okay, this is the map of the island. here, And here's the Google you know, satellite view yeah, of it. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, we'll, we'll talk about memorable moments in a little bit. But I think our group, yeah, did cohese uh, better. I think it was mostly because of the New World campaign. Because this was the first time I, I think I, I can remember where people really cared about their characters and what was happening. And thought up shit for them to do. And, you know, I, I know we've talked about this. Well, you, I think I... I don't want to brag or anything, but I think I made the world come alive in the sense that it felt like more than just a, a, a stage where fights took place and, you yeah. know, you know, like a video game. You know, I think it, correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, by adding all these flavor NPCs and all yeah, these. Yeah, well, actually, more, there were NPCs we gave a shit about. 
Yeah, I mean, not just the grid. That, that we looked forward to coming back. Yeah, yeah. There were uh, there were locations. We there were places we'd like to frequent. Mm-hmm. That uh, that you described. You know, yeah. You know, I have I, I have to admit. I know as part of the Goblin Hulk, but mm. dude, the undead dolphin over the uh, for the sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. No, I. I... Love adding in little bits of quirkiness like that. Um, and I didn't even throw that in the actual game. That's just in the, the written PDF. I don't think you... Like, uh, but it's stuff like it was stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we will be doing a couple of ransoms next year, obviously, for the New World. Uh, one will be for the Cortez Paragon tier, uh, dealing with Cortez's uh, nation. And uh, then uh, Patrick's actually, uh, Patrick South Williams, who is... Uh, away in grad school, but uh, has uh, been in here a few times. He is going to help me with a the the epic tier stuff, the revolution. Since mm. he's been studying the American, he's a PhD in English student, so he knows all this shit about American Revolution, colonial America, all this other stuff. So uh, yeah, you guys, ah, you're gonna get so fuck, you so fuck, you don't even know. Like, uh, what up, G? Can't handle it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we will be with that at some point during the year. Um, we will be talking about that, putting that up, uh, just to give you guys something to look forward to. Um, but yeah, I, 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 it's really interesting for me to see how everyone's like talking about that fucking Hydra. You guys never got around to fighting. Every once in a while, I'd hear, you know, we need to go and kill that Swamp Hydra. Like, you know? Yeah, but we got shit to do. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, I kind of like it that people are like, yeah, I want to do this, but there's other, so many things to do. Ah, we always- like, I have to have a spreadsheet for all this crap. Yeah. So um, it's I'm, layers upon layers. Layers of it's a rich tapestry, uh, yeah, of uh, stuff of stuff. Um, so yeah, I I, I think uh, uh, you know just mentioning some of the players. Aaron, of course, he he's kind of. Re- oh, I do have to say with him, yeah. I do have some shit with him. Oh yeah, yeah. It is this year, night two thousand nine, that Aaron has GM'd for the first time. Wow. Yeah. I mean, for real, not like a just a, not just a fun uh, bullshit game. Yeah, like one he actually planned ahead, thought of, and let me tell you, I think he's he's got everything he needs except confidence. I think, I'm, yeah, um, Aaron, if you if you if you listen to us, which you don't, so that's why I'm going to say this. Man up, yeah, <laughs> find your balls, man. And uh, also, dude, it's a game. Yeah, this isn't your this isn't your master's thesis here. This isn't like you know your. It's not like a, this a isn't real a life, job interview. Well, I was gonna say, you know, like in the Ultima video games, where like you when you're making your character, you'd be like, uh, uh, a woman's like, you, I'm reading you tarot cards. Oh, you come across a man dying of starvation, but he used to be a bandit, and if you feed him, he'll go off and kill three people. But if you kill him now, his wife and children will starve to death. <laughs> but if you d- decide to adopt his family, then five more people would die, but seven more will live. <laughs> What do you do Dude, and why? What do you do? Well, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Like, they, they, you would generate your attributes. So really, they're like, there's no right answer here, is there? Well, it's just to generate your stats and your attributes to figure mm-hmm. out what, what sort of class. I think Aaron thinks that... that, that these it determines RPGs, what he's going to be for... What he's going to be. Exactly. A real-life version of the Ultima character creation. <laughs> that is an unbelievably convoluted joke. And, like, I, I, if you... But get, it works, though. If you get it, God bless you. You're just a great gamer out there. And listener. Cthulhu bless you. You're a good listener. Exactly. So, um... <laughs> Azathoth bless you. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Aaron has improved. I mean, he, his character, 
I, although he's improved, but I think he's gonna he's kind of plateaued in the sense that he's always going to play this certain type of Boy Scout character. Yeah. If he can move past that, I would just. I would sing I, his praises from on high. I don't even need to see him play an evil character. I just want to see him play one with a dark side. Yeah. Like, you know, in Cody's game, I'm, my character believes he's good. And he, you know, my cleric, you know, just so you know, uh, I'm running, I'm playing in a game Cody's running. It's a uh, New World prequel where we're playing part of Cortez's crusade into the new world and i'm playing a priest of paylor and i've basically been like the typical like uh you either convert to us or you're gonna get it you know kind of guy and now i haven't killed anybody although the other rj uh, yeah but i'm i'm just like yeah whatever we're gonna convert your kids to our worship our god so that aaron would obviously never do that he would never never forcibly convert children to he's a a boy scout yeah yeah he's a dyed in the wool boy scout uh, uh, 21st century, yeah. like, not a 19th century Boy Scout. 19th century, we got to civilize those savages, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I think I've already told you, but I think it bears repeating. I just want to reiterate, when he was playing Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, he couldn't drink blood in the game. <laughs> he had to use the blood sheet. Wow. He couldn't even drink the blood packets. How was... How, what? He wants to play a superhero... You know, with those powers in the game, uh, he doesn't want to. He, you know, if he were to actually play Vampire the Masquerade, yeah. I don't think. He's, I think. Well, I love the disciplines. I just don't like the being a monster thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, and they toned it down. I mean, they didn't. Well, yeah, wow, yeah, dude. All right, so enough of the said about Aaron. But on the other hand, he has had some good moments. You know, like yeah. in the Age of Masks, <clears throat> um, and in. Uh, and I'll, I'll say, I'll say this right when he when he plays games, yeah, he tries to get involved. Yeah, he jump. I mean, he does. He's not. He's enthusiastic. He used to be really passive. Yeah. Now he now he's pretty proactive. He gets in there. Good, 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 good. So I mean, yeah, an, an improvement. So we'll we'll get into some of his more yeah, memorable I, things later. It's coming starting off all through next year. I'll give you updates on him. Tell you how he's doing. Of course. Just. Yeah. But I think I agree. Now, that's enough about Aaron. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Uh, of course, then the other thing, Mike and Bill, kind of two sides of the same coin in some mm. ways. Um, you'll, you might have, you know, you'll notice. Mike is Watcher. He is the the Warforged fighter in the New World campaign. You'll be hearing more of him, and I don't want to spoil. No, actually, no, we're not going to spoil anything. I uh, just keep an eye, uh, an ear out for yes. Mike and Bill's interactions in future game sessions, like the next couple of sessions in particular, yes. like the next Seriously. four or five sessions. Seriously, do um, it. Because they, 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 they. I just want to say that they're both the kind of person who always has to be right in an argument, um, and most and me, everyone else, were like, "All right, that's fine, that's fine." But wow, just uh, I'm, I, what are the? Like, you never know. It's like gaming's like a box of chocolates. You, you know, never know what you're gonna get. I, I mean, actually, just I'm pretty disappointed that Mike's been recently. He's been so. Uh, you know, uh, busy at work, yeah. yeah, overwhelmed that he has been unable to make the last couple of games, which has been really unfortunate. Um, so hopefully he'll be able to get Come back, back in. in. Yeah. So uh, and Bill, of course, uh, well, well, yeah, Bill is same, just cra- same, Bill, same, yeah, Bill's just crazy busy. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but keeping keeping an ear out for them, they're both they're both good players. But we don't I, rule them. I, we don't rule them out. Them Mike did back. come up with the shit eating monsters thing. He did. So uh, God bless that, him for that. that. He's immortalized for that alone. Um, his, his legend is set. Yes. 
then there's Cody. Um, he well, actually, you know, before we get to Cody, let's talk a little about some of the other games. You know, we've been playing this year, reviewing them. Um, of course, fourth ed, uh, probably the game we played the most of would be Call of Cthulhu. Yes, yeah, so. I'm I'm guessing as a sheer percentage of time. Which of course this year, you know, I'm just thrilled. This is the year I ran my first one. Yes, that's true. This was the, uh, and not only your first scenario, it was your first. Uh, you didn't even use a published scenario; you used your own scenario. Yeah. So, double kudos. For and that. Uh, I gotta say, my the feedback on that one was just, mwah, magnifique. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah. So. Uh, I would like to tell you also that uh, I am doing a uh, planning up a sequel for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't. I'm not just gonna say I'm not ruling out doing, uh, put it releasing that whole scenario as a as a ransom myself. Okay. Well, I'll I'll might help you out on that. You, you might. Yes. Maybe. Depends on what what kind of cut you're offering. Yeah. What kind of? You know, it's like what's in it for me? Exactly. Right? Exactly. Hey, this one. What's in it for number one? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know how this shit works. Uh, there's not much to say about the Call of Cthulhu rules. They're pretty much perfect. I mean, I mean, they're not like for 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 what it is. It for what it's it needs. Been around so long, and it's just everything works perfectly. I mean, yeah, it's not the absolute perfect game engine. No. I do have to buy. But, I have to mention something else about Aaron. Yeah, when, like when we were in the car going home from doing that first game, that, which by the way, this year was the first Call of Cthulhu game he was ever in. Yeah, that I, I ran the first one. He he left. He said, "Well, system's really cool. I just wish we had better powers to fight evil." To which I said, "That's not really the point." Sigh. You know, I don't heroism is based on like what kind of. Uh, adversity you can overcome you know who you can save it's not how powerful you are it's what you can do with what you have i mean you know the dude who's got one arm but you know saves uh uh you know rips a car door open to save and you know a kid from being burned to death that guy's more heroic than superman Mm -hmm. there i said it or fireman just fireman straight straight up yeah exactly so yeah call cthulhu yeah there's it's a classic for a reason if you haven't picked it up already just do it do it. Do it. Do it right now. Do it. Do it. I dare you. Do it. Come on. Get it. Do it. Do Jeez. it now. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Enough of that shit. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of, since we brought up Bill a little while ago, Bill did run one session of Don't Rest Your Head, a little I'm, indie game that's yeah. very fun. I must say that one is, you're not really going to win it. Well, it or, was kind of a one shot. You, you Remember, we did one, the, you went, you won it basically because your character got what he wanted. No, no, it was no, it was you. No, I was the divorce guy. You're right. No, it was uh, it was uh, it was Dan. No, it was Dan was playing the kid. He yeah. got what he wanted. Yeah, it's a great indie game. I just don't know. It's it's got a lot of really neat stuff. If you get it, I'd recommend getting Don't Lose Your Mind because that has all these cool powers. All Written the- by Ben Bow, uh, the author of Monster and Other Childish Things. Booyah! Uh, in is for ninja. Uh, so you get a horde of ninja that obeys I, I still like F is for fuck. Yeah. Um, D is for dinosaur. Um, mm. All this other fun stuff. And the only problem with it is I don't see how you'd run an extended campaign with it. But Character is, once again, very fragile. It's very fragile. Well, it's, very, it's a very rules-light game, too. I, mm-hmm. I you know, recommend it. I, I got, yeah, Maybe. I got to say, the visuals and just the shit in it is really great. Yeah. Um... So let me go back to players. Um, Cody, you know, of course. Wow. Cody's got his own fan club. Got it in 2009. Cathartic Lobster? Yes, Cathartic Lobster. All hail the Cathartic Lobster, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't really buy into that whole religion thing. Yeah. Oh, yes, of course, Tom. You're just so cool. No, I'm not really at all. Yeah. Um, 
But what, what's funny about Cody is that uh, not only is he a very entertaining player, uh, he's a he's a good game master too that we found out. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not quite as good. But no, yeah, he, I, good. I, I've only played one session because the next session we ran, I someone ran into me on the, on the way there. Yeah. So oh yeah, car accident I had. Yeah, but you're fine. So don't. so it doesn't, it's not even new. It's not all about you, Tom. Shut up. God. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, but what I like most is that he he does make a really good effort on uh, uh, making his character very three dimensional. Like Locke, his wizard is very has a character arc, which not many RPG characters do. You know, he's, yeah, he, he starts out kind of bad and he gets worse and worse. He keeps compromising yeah. and I, himself. Saying, I'm not going to ruin anything, but yeah. the, one of the things he did in the last session, one of the last sessions of the Paragon tier, I think everyone around the table, the moment he was done speaking, yeah, everyone just said. Dude, he doesn't need to roll for that. He succeeded. Yeah. He just, you know, I believe it was convincing someone to do. It was. Hmm. Well, well, he, well, he was he was finishing out the thing he had to do. Oh, are you talking about the uh, with Dan's little yeah. thing? Uh-huh. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. After he after he spoke and it's recorded. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he, I believe we all just he he succeeds, Ross. Come yeah, on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I remember. Yeah, you had to give up something very important, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, good job, Cody. Uh, main thing is, uh, yeah, I, I hope next year he he continues makes his character. I would, I mean, obviously, Screaming Pelican and all that other stuff needs a place in here, but maybe not not quite. Well, as, I think with him we can get a lot more sketch sketches in. Yeah, we'll try it. We'll see. We'll see how it works. If he ever get away from his wife, he he. We, I asked him if he wanted to be a guest voice on this. You know, somebody's like. No, I'm going to watch X-Files with my wife. And yeah. watch oh, X-Files. and you might have also noticed that we kind of said that my friend Andy from Seattle is going to be here. Yeah. How's that working out, Tom? Uh, he bailed. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not really going to talk about him, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't. I only met him that played him from that one game, and he's. I don't really want to talk about him behind his back. So. Well, he he listens to our podcast. I know. I I just I I wish he could have been. You'll here. you'll t- you'll tell me about him. Afterwards. I was looking forward to having an episode with him. So. Yeah, you'll you'll. You'll talk about him when we're off the air. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. I, you, like, you have a notebook ready. Just yes. I, ah, voodoo curse the venom, number one. The venom is just dripping from you. Yes, my voodoo doll shall pierce your nipples. So, um, yeah. Something like that. Um, other games. Uh, you know, one thing I'm disappointed about 2009, something I'm personally disappointed, is that I did not get to run uh, Rogue Trader, Dark Heresy, or Eclipse Phase. Dark Heresy and Rogue Trader, obviously the Warhammer 40k RPGs, right, right. which I have both, and they're very pretty. They're very pretty. Uh, Don't ever talk like that, Ross. They're very pretty. Thank you. Um, and Eclipse Phase, of course, is the transhumanist yeah. sci-fi horror RPG, which we were going to play yeah. a couple, about a week ago. Yeah, but it, players didn't no one show. Up. I was the only one that showed up. Yeah. Which was disappointing. Oh yeah, and we watched that really crappy movie, Jack Brooks Monster Slayer. Oh my god. I can't believe you bought that on DVD, dude. It was don't get that movie. Just listeners. yeah, it was eight bucks, and I like monster movies. I'm sorry. Well, it was just so boring. I know. Yeah, I know. All right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we I hopefully we'll get to run them sometime because I like all three. Eclipse settings. phase in particular, I really want to. Yeah, run that. I like if I, once I get the rules down, I actually have an idea for doing an eclipse phase ransom because it's all Creative Commons. You can download the PDF of the main rulebook for free, legitimately. Like they they see the torrents themselves, um, and it's got all kinds of crazy art and concepts and sci-fi horror. Ah, oh, it's just. It's just good. It's good. Um, 
Then but it, Ross picked his up at Gen Con. Yes, I was one of the first people to get it, which has helped me so much because it's out in stores by now. Ooh, yeah. Anyway, um, Rogue Trader and Dark Heresy are, of course, 40k RPGs. Rogue Trader is about going out to the great unknown and making a buck by exploiting everyone. By any means necessary. Exactly. Dark Heresy is Call of Cthulhu, <laughs> but your characters have psychic powers and awesome guns. Well, there you go, and Aaron. And chainsaws. You can fight the darkness with powers. Yeah, of course, if you fail in your psionic powers, your head will explode. Literally. Yeah, no, literally, yeah. That, that, that's a result on the critical fumble table. That's that. I'm not making yeah, this up. Yeah, it's like scanners happens to you. Yeah, to you, not to the enemy. Yeah, which, by the way, Aaron... Or you're possessed Aaron, by Aaron, Aaron won't watch that. Scanners? Mm-hmm. Really? Really. Wow. I know. Uh, and you brought it up, not me. I'm not ripping on your friend. You, yeah. you, no, you he are. never listens to this podcast. <laughs> uh, Aaron Aaron cheats on his taxes and uh, uh, deals crystal meth to kindergartners. And in our public schools. In our public schools, yes. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> uh, anyway... Um, so I'm disappointed about that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, other players. Uh, RJ. Most recent addition to the group. Yes. He's uh, very acerbic. Very. Um, I haven't posted anything with him in it yet, but we do have that stuff. Um, you'll see him more in the epic tier, obviously, of the new world. So, um, yeah, he's a pretty uh, interesting player. And we'll, I, I haven't got a quite beat on him yeah well i mean in terms of his playing style and everything and running games so we'll, we'll see more of that in the future yeah um then of course let's see uh, uh the one roll engine games wild talents monsters and other childish things i know tom hasn't got, had a chance to run or play in wild talents yet i have not regrettably um i've read i've looked at you it you can looks... get the main book for 10 bucks so i noticed i that. have two copies actually so if you wanted to you could run you could you you, you could do this yeah. what i'm saying um monsters of course i've been running quite a bit of that i've, I've played got, in quite a bit of course not really a campaign but just a one shot playtest of my road trip campaign which i have mentioned earlier <laughs> uh, i tried to run it one time i remember yeah no, david I, fell asleep yeah i did aaron and i did okay i think it was, it was I, I was just i was i was you not, needed more players i totally did yeah um it's it's good for like I've, after running for very small groups and very large groups, it kind of depends. I, you know, one thing I, I, I like is the setting Candlewick Manor, which uh, yeah. we did the Gen Con playtest of. That's that's much better for like larger groups because you characters don't have monsters. They don't start out with monsters. You have to earn them and um, all that fun stuff. So, um, yeah. So I think that kind of rounds me out. Oh well. Lastly, of course, we have Jason. Well, not lastly, but you know. Jason. Last but not least. Well, no. Jason, Dan, and Patrick Cree, and Scott Glancy. So. Well, the only other game I've, I've really tried out is New World of Darkness. I've tried. I played a one shot, well, two part scenario in Hunter the Vigil. Um, I like it. There's a little quirks to it, but I really like the flavor for Hunter the Vigil and Changeling. Yeah. The opinions I've gotten were the system's better, but the setting's not as good. No, setting's better. I know you're an old world world of fan. That's probably why I'm prejudiced. That yeah, way. I mean, old world of darkness fanboy. But I mean, meta- I'm not. Oh, d- 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 come on, fanboy. Yeah, you are. I'm not. You. How many werewolf books do you have? Twelve, but that's hardly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Uh huh. Um, and y- you liked the metal plot, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I did. See, you're part of the problem. 
not the solution. Then deal with the problem, Ross. I'm right here. Let's go. <laughs> um, what I'm saying is the you haven't really given the Hunter the Vigil. No, I haven't, and that's why I'm, I'm not uh, or passing. Changeling the Dreaming, actually. Which I, I haven't. Which I, I haven't passed. I'm not passing Judgment yet. I haven't really tried the other one. Yeah, Changeling. I really like what they do with it in the new the version. Are you familiar with it? Basically, uh, yeah. You were uh, once you taken like taken away as a child. yeah. You're a kid and you're horribly abused by your 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 uh, fairy masters, and then you get to return to reality a broken half human half alien creature kind of thing and you have to figure out how to make your own place in the world so it's basically playing someone and not get captured again yeah not get captured again so you're basically playing like you know these broken survivors who are trying to make their way in the world and so you know like the neil game and stuff was just a very dark version of it and uh i really like the the idea behind it haunted the vigil of course um i really like ashwood abbey which is like bored decadent rich people hunting monsters for fun <laughs> um and i just love that idea because it's so you know it's atypical i mean it's usually and one thing it's it presents them as being halfway competent unlike you know like every time they show rich people interact with the supernatural they're like oh they're so foppish and they always die immediately yeah you know? well that's their point yeah but in the ashwood abbey it, they've obviously lived long enough to kill some monsters and learn how to do it so yeah they're they're badass exactly um well, I just like the idea. If I ran hard at the vigil, I'd honestly probably aim it towards Ashwood Abbey just because it's different than the typical we're ultimate badass vigilantes, unlike Frank Living Castle. in the dark streets. Yes, we're like Frank Castle, only we hunt vampires. We're like Blade, only we're cooler. You know, <laughs> that's so fucking generic and stereotypical. I like, we're like, haha. My uniform is a trench I'm going to do some key bumps of coke in the bathroom, then I'm going to go kill a <laughs> werewolf, and then I'm going to wear its skin and fuck its remains. Yeah, woo! Or something like that. Yeah. Before I go to work at Wall Street. Tomorrow. Exactly. Make another few million dollars. I'm high on ghoul blood. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> um, you get the idea. Um, What's what Rush Limbaugh gets up to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rush Limbaugh doing key bumps of coke and then <laughs> drinking the blood of vampires. I accept your challenge, you vampire cream puff. <laughs> <laughs> you liberal blood sucking tool of the government. <laughs> Now suck my stick. <laughs> That's just terrible. Um, we said it. Yeah. yeah. And then Patrick and Cree, of course, they they only came in for the 4th of July. We haven't posted the game that they were in. Well, I did post the April Fool's thing. Yeah. Did. Which, dude, uh, if you took that seriously, yeah. why? I don't think many people did, but... Uh, Someone did. Odds of, you know, yeah, inevitably somebody would. Um, but... They're gonna, Patrick's going to be helping me with New World Revolution. As I said, he's very qualified to do so. He, he was the one who gave me the idea for Cortez in the first place. You know, I he kind of modified I modified it pretty heavily, but the idea of a fallen paladin out there in the woods, like, mm, yeah, I like that. Uh, all, going all Colonel Kurt. Yes, so it will be very cool. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to. They'll be able to come down to Springfield. I'll be able to go up to see them uh, sometime next year. Uh, we'll find out. You know, who knows what the year holds? Blah. And then, of <laughs> course, uh, Scott Glancy. What uh, can we say about Scott Glancy? Oh, uh, he is the man. He is actually. I do want to announce that he uh, has told me over our conversations on Xbox Live that um, he has got some Christmas money. Used it to. He's going to use it to buy a Zoom H2 recorder. So Mother he, of God. he is going to be recording. Uh, uh, pagan publishing games 
uh, old stuff, new stuff uh, run from his group or from groups at cons, game stores, whatever. And if he will be sending them to RPPR. Uh, is that that's the plan right now? Obviously, it's all we're rough stage, but I think you guys are be dag. You, you're such you, fanboys over you. You like you love his shit. Yeah. yeah. You, so uh, hopefully, yeah, this, I've been in three of them and they were all awesome. Yeah. Uh, he, in fact, he might do another Zeppelin game for his group just so he can uh, have that on the air. Uh, that would be sweet. And you you fell off the Zeppelin. I did fell off the Zeppelin. That was pretty hilarious. Um, that was. I just love that that. He says, like, now be careful with shooting because this thing is full of hydrogen. Like, oh, fuck. See, if I'd known that, I, in hindsight, I should have risked it just so it could be like, yeah, well, fuck it. You are going to, if I die, you die. <laughs> I should have just been the total asshole player. Like, yeah, bonk, bonk, bonk. Um, but anyway, we, um, hopefully uh, this year we'll be able to set it up and we'll get some up on RPPR's actual play site. So, uh, uh, yeah. That will be that will be. It will sweet. be awesome. It will be because I, I I think I convinced him when some of you, the loyal listeners on the fan, the forums would be like, yeah, I liked his World War One game so much, I went out and bought Delta Green. You say that to the to the guy that wrote the book. Like, oh, you yeah. like? I wouldn't. I mean, it's kind of like okay, you like that, so you'll buy something else by me. Well, well then, I must well get done, more. sir. <laughs> I will I will do more of this. So, um, Money. Yeah, spread the word. Um, it's word of mouth. Word of mouth and all that good stuff. So, uh, otherwise, of course, we went to th- three cons, or in some form. Of the RPPR was present at three cons this year, more or less. Yeah, um, our, my presence at VisionCon, the first one, was somewhat small. Yes, and mine wasn't like... Of which Ross reminds me of constantly. Yeah, it's like, ooh, three hours. He uh, didn't even play any games. Yeah, mm. yeah. I ran a game. After hours. <laughs> You're not cool. I am cool. No, I'm not. super cool. You're really not. I am incredibly awesome and cool, and I drive a motorcycle. And I all of those I, are provably untrue. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a jetpack. And you were in Vietnam. Yeah, uh, and you're I, a Highlander. I am a Highlander. <laughs> Don't tell them. They'll come looking for me. Well, I can't fight them all off at the same time. But you want to win the prize. Well, I have to fight them one-on-one. If Once they hear this, Tom, they'll all come after me at the same time. Then this place will be fun. Yeah, it will be. And you'll be dead, because they'll get to you. Uh, I'm not immortal. Yeah, I know. They they'll, use me as, you'll, they'll use you as leverage, Tom. Oh, cunt, Ross, you don't care about me, remember? Well, they don't know that. I'm saying it right now. Well, they, they're not going to believe that. I think they will. No, no. If they if they're a regular listener of RPPR, they know how you feel about me. <laughs> no, well, they they I don't think other immortal Highlanders are going to be listening to this particular. You never podcast. know. God damn it! Well, well can you well, risk well, that? I'll cross that bridge when I get there. I'm sure. So anyway, um, VisionCon, yeah, I ran the one game there. I will be there at VisionCon 2000. Did all right. So uh, Showing Motorhome from Hell, and I'm a special guest star. Ooh, going to be on some panels, and I might be even running some games there. I haven't decided yet. Well, you run some games. I'll be there. Yeah, you'll have to pay to get in. I won't. Thank you, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a VIP is what I'm saying. That I'm special. You're very special. <laughs> you meant that in the bad way, didn't you? I meant that in the short bus way, yes. Aww. Aww. All right, fine. Anyways, Gen Con, that was the other thing. Uh, yeah. Well, that was the, that we were both at. And uh, I know we've already done our Gen Con, our Gen Con episode. Yeah, so go see that episode. Or re- yeah. listen to that episode. It's full of wonderful things, like the worst Star Wars game I was ever in. And Which is your fault. No. 
No, the person who ran it with email was like, oh, it's totally Tom's fault. I don't, you don't even know who that is, Ross. I, you don't know that I don't know that. I'm pretty sure. God damn it. <laughs> um, so, Gen Con was a good time. Gen Con was a good thing, though Ross had to run all of his games in the ass end of the con. Yeah, that was fucking annoying, having to get in the, the, all the, union, way to the building. union station. Yeah, that was a, real, a bit annoying. I ran seven games there for 38 different people. It's like, choke that down. Yeah, think about that. So, yeah, finally, of course, DragonCon, which I went to. I also ran six games there. Very exhausting. Because they were all, like, most of them started at fucking midnight. It's a very weird schedule. So How was your sleep schedule? It was very fucked up. Because I slept on the floor. And, like, it was it was a free room, so they're like... All the art dream people were there, and it was so it was like five guys in one room or something like that. It's like <laughs> it's like I, Jonestown. Yes. Yeah, well, I was sleeping like in a little hallway between the TV and the bathroom or something like that, or like in between the wall and one other bed. I was like on an air mattress, and it was it was you sleep really wasn't going on there. It was no, I it did was sleep. More, it was more resting your eyes. Thank you, Tylenol PM. Is that that that's and Nyquil? Awesome. No, I didn't bring Nyquil. Just Tylenol PM. That's too bad. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to be nice. I wanted to be up. <laughs> Thank you, Red Bull, too, for waking my ass up in the morning. So your body chemistry was all fucked up. Oh my god, you have no idea. It was <laughs> just like what? But it was all fun because I also got to see the Venture Brothers uh, creators uh, at the panel, and I uh, Doc Hammer, and- Doc Hammer, and the other guy, uh, whatever his name. <laughs> oh, for those the- Ross loves that show. Yes, Venture Man, is- you haven't seen the new season, have you? At all. No. You haven't seen a single episode of the new season? No. God. It's awesome. So awesome. You well, don't even know you don't even know how awesome it is. Well we'll watch it, Ross. It's fucking amazing. It's a work of Thank art. Thank you, Ross. Yes. So uh Dragon Con, great stuff. And crazy cosplayers. I mean, you've seen the the pictures I put. You've seen you've that, seen my evidence. Well, that's that that was just like a tiny sampling of it. I mean there were fucking Oh yeah, Aaron did thousands say Aaron did say, Ross, thank you for the Chitara. I don't know who that is. Thundercats character. One of your pictures was someone dressed up like that. Oh, okay. And Aaron thinks that cartoon character's hot. Oh, well, uh, Another bit about Aaron, I did not need nor oh, ask. But no. it's in your head now. Yeah, it is. Um, Deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Or drill it out. Uh, so for 2010, though, we will be doing a couple more cons. Uh, we did not get to... Sean uh, Con. Sean Con, which is unfortunate, but I had an out-of-town... I had family stuff I'd tend to, and Tom didn't want to go up there by himself. Well, it's not, it's not like I was afraid to go without you. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't know, Roz, this neighborhood's scary. Yeah. You'll look after me, won't you? <laughs> That's actually how he is exactly like that. And he's like, don't tell the people yeah. at our people. I'm, I'm like Cringer. Yeah, you, well, you have your security blanket, too. <laughs> he's giving me a look like I want to stab you in the head with a uh, shovel. I'm going to stab you in the eyes. With a shovel. With a pickaxe. Pickaxe, that's it. Pickaxe. Yeah, uh, yeah I like pickaxe better. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I misinterpreted it. I thought shovel, but it's really pickaxe. I get those looks mixed yeah, up. It's my, They're two different looks. Yeah. You have the shovel. There, there's a lot being in said in one look. Yeah. What instrument? So, um, it's like yeah. it's like It's like the game of Clue in every look. Yeah. So, anyway. Ross is doing something now. And now he's turning back around. 
Yes, well, I was plugging the. I thought I, in. I yeah, I thought I would give a. I uh, thought you would have filled the gap by talking, but no, you're just like uh, I, well, I did. I by telling what you were doing. Yeah, no, no, you couldn't just talk. You, you had to bring attention to that. All right, fine. I do. Uh, thanks. Um, it was for your benefit. Yeah. So we, uh, but we will also be at Fear the Con. We are going to be doing actual play with the Fear the Boot crowd. Thank you, Fear the Boot people who are out there listening. Yay for you. Yeah. You're awesome. Wayne Cole and all them. So um, that'll be great. And of course. You know, Gen Con 10. Gen Con, that, that is the plan. Hopefully, uh, the road trip campaign will be published. Hopefully, my other mm-hmm. project will be totally out there, and you'll be like, oh my god, that's so awesome, yeah. bro. I'm actually going to try to go to Dragon Con next year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, me going to Dragon Con depends on if I can get a free ride from Arc Dreams, <laughs> or at least a comp, or at least a free hotel room. I'll pay for the badge or whatever, but like, I got a free hotel room. Yeah, sure. Hotel rooms are expensive. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they're fucking expensive. God damn. Tell me about it. I paid the bill for my last one. Yeah. How'd that work out? Uh, but you slept in a bed. Yeah. I slept on the fucking floor. Of both cons. I was also... Well, I was sharing a room with someone that when he snores, it sounds like a truck downshifting on the highway. Andy or Aaron? Aaron Andy. Andy. <laughs> Aaron, actually, the only sound, interestingly, another thing you probably don't want to know about Aaron, yeah. but I'm going to tell you anyway. Yeah. The only sound he makes is he, is he uh, snaps his teeth together a lot. Wow. I know, yeah. That's, yeah, I did not know. All right. There uh, you go. It's out there. Now it, everyone knows. It, it Except yeah. for Aaron. He doesn't know that we've told people. Yes, because he, he will never listen to this. Uh, no, he won't. Probably not. So, uh, and he never signed up for the forums either, so he's just like, eh. We could be saying filthy things about him. We are. Well, so, even things that aren't true. I guess the final, so we, we kind of go over the highlights of 2009, except for the, the last thing would be the memorable moments, the, the best, the worst, the... The, the shit, the, the, the shit that we will be talking about in 2010. Well, no, the shit we've been, we have been talking, and about we'll continue. Too. Yeah, well, we'll make, we'll have new invent, we'll have new, memorable but we will, we always bring up all these bagoldies. Yeah, okay, fine, fair enough. Uh, of course, the first thing I would like to remember is Tom's inciting a revolution uh, uh, among the Spanish police in the U-boat scenario. I was, I was like. Damn, because I, 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 I remember thinking to myself, damn, Tom's really shining here. I mean, I don't, Tom's and, kicking ass. And I was, I don't know what it was, just... Yeah, you, 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 you had the right moments, you had the good roles, and you, you, you got it done. And uh, I do, yeah, I think it is important that when you make a, uh, a role like that, like a, a role to convince someone, I do believe it's just not enough to have the role happen. Yeah. You know, like, okay, now give me an idea of what you're doing. Yeah. I, I don't like it when I, yet they do that, I convince them, like, how? Yeah, exactly. And Scott Glancy wouldn't have gone by. No, he wouldn't, no. Yeah. He, no, there's no way. I knew better than to try that shit with Glancy. It's on part two of the uh, scenario. It's part two. Um, you'll have to. I don't remember. Yeah, exactly in fact, one of the people towards com- the beginning. One of the people commenting on the on the forums about it. Yeah. Even mentioned that it was like I basically said the equivalent of two or three sentences or yeah. two or three questions, and then showed up. You know, I was just supposed to show up with the captain and the doctor, and I show up with a, about a third or half of the militia. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty nice. It's it nice. was awesome. Um. Of course. So yeah, that was that was one memorable one. The, for me, is just the the Aaron combo kills. Oh my god! Yes. Um, killing Aaron twice in, in two games in two consecutive Call of Cthulhu games that I ran that he was he he was in that I played in that I ran. Um, 
the first one, that's the one you're going to post next. Yeah, right? the Wells, we've talked about it before. Yeah. He, his character got killed by bats, then your character gets killed by bats. That he that, was playing. That he was playing because you were sick. And the next one is a Evil Dead type scenario, haunted cabin in the middle of the woods. He gets killed, then he gets raised up by the evil spirit. You ask him, like, hey, do you want to go out and try to kill them? Yeah. And he's like, yes. And then, of course, that's the one time Jason has to roll like a critical impale hit with a double-barrel shotgun at close range. And like, I, know, I think it was a sniper rifle. It was like the big hunting or, rifle. Yeah, hunting rifle. Sorry, hunting rifle. Yeah, like an 30 elephant. Yeah, 30 yacht elephant. Yeah, 30 yacht six. Yeah. Um, and uh, basically splattered his head. Yeah, I was like, I'm sorry, Aaron. He was like, he took it in good humor. I, I he give laughed. him that. He, act, he laughed. He, he did. Gave him, he understood. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, uh, any of these? What, 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 one another moment coming to your mind? Uh, well, one that I think is involving games that sticks out in my mind is. 2009 will be forever known as the year you picked up the book World of Cinnabar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That that will be forever this year. Where where the spell? Where men? The class. Where storm? Ninja class. They they learned telepathy from being in proximity to each other cuz they just picked that up in ninja school. The, the world ship. The the world the world telepathy and <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ross is oh. in tears now. Ah, 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 <laughs> oh, he thought about it. Ah, oh, happy God. thoughts. Happy thoughts. The raccoon. He's checking his watch and he's holding a bazooka. <laughs> Why is he checking his watch? What is he waiting for? There's important target due. <laughs> but he's just standing out there under a tree in the middle of nowhere. It's with a bazooka. With a bazooka. He makes those hits. Um, of course, I, Mike uh, had a very memorable moment when he started going on his salesman rant for the shit-eating, the Ot-Yug, the shit-eating monster, uh, which we haven't posted yet, but uh, uh, believe you me, it said, is quite about, hysterical. About 20, 20 some odd minutes of hilarity. No, it's actually much shorter than that. It, no, seemed, it, like, it seemed like it. Yeah, it did, but it was only like five, it's less than 10 minutes. There was a lot of laughter. It was. Um, it is quite funny. So... Uh, then, of course, the Mike Bill arguments, which we kind of alluded to earlier. I'm not going to go into Just specifics. Just keep, keep but your like, ear open. It's a train wreck happening in, in slow y- motion. In your ears. Yeah. And it's in slow motion. You can watch it, listen you to can every just feel, detail. You can just, you can practically hear us cringing as we're like, do you really have to argue like this? Ah. It's just. Uh, Why? Yeah. Why? Oh, my God. Um, for you, I, you had a great moment with Cody in the one of the early episodes. I think it was session three or four of the New World Game. Yeah, we, had a, we had a brief confrontation. Over the, uh, well, why don't you elaborate? I, it's been a long time. Well, but it was uh, about the gym that was uh, that the goblins thought was a holy relic, and you're arguing about what to do with it. And your characters get very serious, and you role play very well about, you, know, you practically come to blows. I was like, all right, we'll do it as a fight. Just I was practically ready for you tell you guys to start rolling initiative and you, you guys yeah i i forget i wanted to do so i i think there was someone i wanted to be i wanted to give the gem to like who was like felonious felonious yeah the uh, the merchant lord yeah and cody wanted to use it for his own scheme yeah and i firmly said no we should not do this it's, yeah it was you know felonious was a bastard but it was his gym so mm-hmm. um which yeah, yeah Ross will tell. I normally don't play the good guy. 
No. Although, I, you know, I'm kind of surprised when you're playing in this uh, prequel game that your paladin wouldn't be on board with converting them. Because I thought you were going to play in more moralistic paladin instead of being this, I'm a relativist. Ew, let's respect the natives. Yeah, it's once again. I guess, I, I guess I'm. I guess I was still. I'm still thoroughly locked in Va- in Vashik mode. Yeah, it's be more of the you know I kick ass for the Lord, not like oh indigenous peoples, right? Yeah, yeah it's just with my with Paylor's awesome stenciled on my armor. Exactly. Not really. You're like, uh, uh, we can't judge other people's cultures. Yeah. Dude, I will be honest. I wasn't. Uh, Colonialism is great. That's what your character. Yeah, I'm. I must be. I will be honest with everyone. That wasn't my best decision to do that. Yeah. Anyway, certainly uh, not as fun. Yeah. So I mean, you could say. I mean, I, I'm just giving you shit over that. I mean, that, that's fine. If you're, I could see a paladin going either way. I could mm-hmm. see your paladin doing that. I'm just giving you shit. I understand. Um. I think, of course, we mentioned Cody's character arc. That was sort of his old descent. Yeah. Once again, I don't think we should tell say too much about that well i mean people have been keeping up and start here from session two uh, to 16 that's but the, you know dude of where it's it's led it's yeah it's really great um you know uh, one thing is jason uh his character cassius i think it's uh coming up if it hasn't already been posted yet very soon no i think it has been posted uh the the game with bright eyes is the guest player they fight off some monsters and jason's warlord cassius chases after the medusa but spares her life uh while all the other players wanted to kill the fleeing monster i think that was very uh, i i did not well yeah but your character but it doesn't matter about you you that's what you do yeah that's yeah i get you you but your character always does the goody goody you're 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 basically playing aaron Vashik is Aaron, you know that. Yeah, dude, but I also played that. I also played that Yakuza guy who ate people. <laughs> I'm so just I'm saying, capable of you're doing. You're role playing Aaron. Vashik is Aaron, is what I'm saying. You take that back immediately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he is. Okay, I mean, yeah. Now that I think about it, it works perfectly. You're role playing Aaron, and you're a good role player because you can role play Aaron and someone else, or someone else. Another. Yeah, you can't. You you have range, is what mm, I'm saying. Yeah. So it's a compliment. Take the damn compliment. Tom. I took it. All it's beautiful. Right. God damn, Tom. Um, so yeah, you called me Aaron. That just it, it basically, it basically, no. Vashik is Aaron. That, it, uh, it, I know. It I makes know. sense. Well, do, I can't believe I didn't think realize this until now. <laughs> I mean, this is so fucking brilliant. It's it. That's how you're able to role play him so well. Like what? Uh, fuck. What would Aaron do? Oh yeah. Okay. Do do. I'm a boy scout. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I do. I will admit, <laughs> say, saying those words that were so close to you are Aaron. <laughs> it triggered some kind of auto defense system in my brain. <laughs> it's like, like it's like warning. It's like warning. We are at DefCon Four, and put you know put all defenses on alert. But yeah, that's why it's so brilliant. You are yeah, you're, yeah. you're you. But you now listening Aaron. to your reasoning, it's gonna it's like okay, fall you know false alarm. We're not under attack. But yeah. back to DefCon. Bashik is Aaron. That it's oh, God. I just wow. It just it all makes sense now. It it, it kind of does. You're role playing Aaron. The clouds have cleared. God, I was wondering. Yeah, it's, it's. I was surprised how Vasha could stay so moral so long, but now I realize you're just playing Aaron. So <laughs> it's great. It works perfectly. My God, brilliant. Except people like oh, oh. <laughs> people like and respect him. Oh, on like Aaron. Oh, oh, poor Aaron. I'm sorry, Aaron. That's a well, yeah. Well, this thing would hurt his feelings if he listened. Yeah. Um, Anyways, another memorable moment, Dan's long con. Uh, he just started in episode 13 mm-hmm. of his quest of fooling somebody so he can appease the water spirit. And that goes on up until, like, 
session 29 or 30 or something. Yeah, one so. of the last ones we did. Yeah. So it, you you enjoy that, listeners. Uh, it's it's going, for you. It's for you. Um, now, you have to talk. You mentioned this when we were writing the show notes. The Nation of Quetzalcoatl. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you you All describe right. this? I think, I mean, the scenario is, you know, it's our final assault on uh, uh, Cortez. I don't want to give too much away, but you can kind of guess that if we're still playing, we won. Yeah. But what basically happens is we then have his entire nation laid at our feet, essentially. They're like, we are the, we are the power now. And what do we do? Something that you would expect me to do, but the whole group decides to do. We go the we do, we do the good ending. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, I re, I, I remember that now. Well, not even the good ending, but like. But the, dude, we the, we this, absolutely don't we don't take do, adva- we, well. We, you don't take advantage. That's right. You don't. You do the thing that I didn't expect. I thought the group as a whole would have done something else, and you totally didn't. Uh, I even I try and sweeten it up and try and make it look. I mean, it's not a bad. In, what what I expected, you guys wouldn't have necessarily been bad. But it's, it's like we we would have fully taken advantage of it. Probably, but probably. we didn't. That's true. You didn't. In fact, so, in fact, we. I don't. I don't want to say too much, but it. Look forward to it. Yeah. Look forward to it when I post it. Look forward to the entire group deciding to do the right thing. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um. Then I think another uh, uh, Jason thing. Um, we I ran a proto a game of Call of Cthulhu based on the game proto video game video game uh, prototype, which which is sold played, two million copies. Ross played the shit out of that. Let me tell you. Um, yeah, because it's actually one of the game's designers and muck, high muckety mucks came up with the idea is Dennis Detwiller, who you will know as one of the creators of Delta Green and the guy who wrote music from Dark and Roomed, uh, Future Perfect, uh, a few other Delta Green scenarios you can get online for free. Um, and a bunch of other stuff, RPG stuff. So, Detwiller prototype has a lot of Cthulhu mythos, Delta Green type elements. So it's like it will be a perfect marriage. Yeah. So the first scenario, um, the players are all investigative reporters, basically looking into this UFO thing. Um, That's and, one, another one where we woke up in the hotel room. Yeah, yeah. Woke up in a hotel room with a body. And that is an excellent way to start a game, yeah. let me tell you. <laughs> I need to do it more often, because it's fun. Because <laughs> um, I like starting scenarios that I don't mean bullshit, like, oh, you, 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 you're driving to this guy, and you're interviewing him, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 start out with a body. Fuck it. You're, you're in a room with a dead bo- guy. What are you going to do? Deal with it. <laughs> yeah, deal with it. Hell with hell. Yeah. But I think yeah, it was that opening that, which led to the Jason moment we of which we refer to. Yeah, I, I'm sure we mentioned it before, but um, basically, Cody's looking at this car, shady car. It's like a Men in Black car, car. He's got his back. He's focusing on the car. So, dude's sneaking up on him from behind with chloroform. Yeah, with chloroform. Um, and Jason is a lookout, uh, but he's hiding on a corner around the street on the other side of the street. And there's traffic, so he can't just yell out to Cody to like, "Hey, look, blah," because there's noise. So. What does Cody? What does Jason do to? Well, first, actually, picks up a rock. Now, there's all kinds of ways you could deal with the scenario by doing that. You could throw it at the agent. Mm. You could throw it at the car to like break a window to get Cody's attention. You could throw it at Cody. Yes. Yeah. But yes, what does he do? He throws it specifically. He specifically says this at a car driving by to break one of its windows. 
And he does so. He rows really well. And a guy get the guy stops, gets out of the Saw car. Saw him do it. Yeah, and starts chasing after him. And it does distract, but it distracts Cody <laughs> yeah. from the noticing the guy. And so the guy manages like Cody just makes a lot of roll really lucky rolls and barely manages to avoid getting chloroformed. Um and everything just goes to hell because Jason did about the worst thing possible. I mean, it was just like out of all the possible things, that was the worst outside of jumping in front of the car himself. Yeah, if you could have a spy manual, the stuff where it says, this is what you don't do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so that was fun. Um, let's see. Oh, and uh, of course, you, you wanted me to talk about the status hell uh, effects. I, I, dude, I wasn't even there, but the story just makes me smile. Um I know we've mentioned it before, but yeah, the uh, fourth ed game that Bill was running over the summer, uh, we were playing at Metagames. I was playing a rogue, and we were fighting these fire dwarves or something um, that had all Azures. these... At, no, I, I ran... No, they, they, they were different dudes. I think they were Darrow or Duragar. Um, they, when they hit you, they give you all these status effects. Like, they slowed you. They gave you ongoing damage. They did blah, 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 blah. And so they kept stacking and stacking and stacking. So I just had all, uh, you know, blind days, ongoing five, ongoing ten, yeah. all, the, all these ridiculous... I understand, I understand it is. Your, your turn came up and Bill was saying, okay, Ross, you... Uh, he's like, oh, yeah. I just started like, yeah, I'm slow, I'm dazed, I'm... I'm going five. My library books are overdue. My rent's late. My girlfriend left me. I have child support payments. <laughs> I gotta go to the clinic for the test results. Uh, you know, and just my cables all on the fritz. It just goes on. And I just go on and on. Everyone just stops and starts laughing just because I, I just go on this like sad sack routine. It's pretty much yeah, pretty much the comedy gods smiled upon Ross that day. Yes. Uh, it was very And uh, you are blessed. Yes. Um, and then finally, of course, there was the one time you guys were fighting Azers, or Azers, uh, the other fiery dwarf dude, fire guys, and, mm. uh, you guys were, you just, you just... Wailing on them. Yeah, I just picked the fight out of the book, straight up, but they, they were lackluster monsters. They were just shitty monsters. They were just not... They were like, not even shit-eating. They, they were just, shitty. They were just like, meh, meh, you know, just like, like oh, we're getting killed. And so at one point, like, oh, I killed this guy, and I just, I just make my, li- I just start pouting, I just stop, I just stare away, and we're like, oh, what's your matter? Like you're killing monsters, you kill my monsters, and everyone just stops and laughs, and it's very funny for them because they just to see the GM just pouting because you guys are killing my cool monsters, yeah, fear. So <laughs> it was quite amusing and a good sign of good group cohesion. Yes, they okay. very good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so yeah, I think that kind of, that, that kind of wraps up 2009. A good year for gaming, I think. But 2010 yeah. will be even better. It will be. We'll be using platinum dice on hollow decks with, with jetpacks and flying cars. And hookers playing the female roles. And blackjack. And in fact, forget the blackjack. <laughs> I, I mangled that quote. You totally did. Yeah. And I will forgive you eventually. Sorry. Okay. Well, when we get back, we'll have a letter from Tom. The last last letter of 2009. Oh, my God. And then uh, shout-outs and... Anecdotes. Anecdotes and shtiff. So we'll be right back. If only I could sabotage, could only tell no lies, then maybe I'd wake up seeing 
Well, it's on us again. The year is winding down, shitty gifts are being returned, and refrigerators are being stuffed with holiday leftovers that will remain until next Christmas, and the shame of it will drive us to depression that borders on emo poetry. It is also the time of New Year's resolutions. Our astute listeners will remember that I made several of them last year, and the most casual listeners will realize that I have kept none of them. At first, this caused me such sadness and misery that I found myself sitting alone and naked on my couch with a carton of Cherry Garcia and the Princess Bride on a perpetual loop. Then it hit me. Resolutions are bullshit. All they are are useless goals designed to relieve the guilt of all the shit that didn't get done the previous year. Figuring this out made me feel much better. I went ahead and finished the Cherry Garcia, but I put on a pair of boxers and switched out the Princess Bride for Die Hard. I also knew I would have to do resolutions this year. But in light of my recent epiphany, this year's resolutions will be ones that I know will never happen. So here it is, my anti-resolutions for 2010. Firstly, I will sit down with the movie Troll 2 and finally see the art the director was striving for. Sweating green shit, the undead grandfather, the assault by popcorn, all of it. I will watch it until I reach the nirvana that is cinematic gold. Next, I will take Ross's advice and start listening to techno. All this time, I have been wasting my life with my own music. I will become a true fan of remixed techno versions of songs, lyrics repeated over and over in a robotic voice, and a 30-minute track of the same notes. I will become one with it all. Thirdly, I will start running Palladium again. Only now, as I grow older, do I realize just how wrong I was. Kevin Sembietta is a true artist, but much like Vincent Van Gogh, none of his contemporaries understand his genius. It is obvious that the reason the system hasn't changed in a quarter century is that it's perfect. The answer to the question of the Palladium system is 42. The universe has spoken through Kevin to give us the answer to the meaning of existence. When we are all living in the futuristic paradise that is our destiny, the neuromancers shall carry high the standard of Palladium games, and the remains of Kevin Sembietta shall be enshrined in the holiest of holy places, as his soul becomes one with creation. Lastly, I resolved to take a small orphan child and raise him to become the greatest assassin the world has ever known. Just throwing that out there. So there you have it, my anti-resolutions for 2010. Oh, one other thing. If any of these things happen, then you should probably kill yourself and your family, because it most likely means the crawling chaos has come to consume the world, and death is preferable to witnessing the nightmare that is to come. Happy New Year, everyone. Tom, we do have fun. Don't we? Don't we, we just? Um, yeah, I like the... Uh, well, all your anti-resolutions were actually pretty admirable. <laughs> except for the, te- the techno, because there's not one techno. There's a multitude of electronic genres. Said, this, I need to know this. Trip-hop and uh, uh, drum and bass and uh, breakbeat. And just, there's, all, there's all kinds of ambient atmosphere. I like have much to learn horror in the next year. Yes, you do. You, you, I'll start you out with some RJD2 and some... Yeah. Uh, I look to you to be my teacher and my DJ guide. DJ Shadow, of course, and... DJ Format, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their new album "Alive" is just phenomenal. DJ Yoda, you know, get a little bit, maybe a little digitalism, maybe a little electro. You're up to it, European electro, French, German. I don't know. Uh, Boys Noise, you know. We'll, we'll get we'll get you there. My Tom. mind will receive. The I actually read an interesting thread on RPG.net recently of uh, 
someone bitching about how the siege on Tolkien mm-hmm. uh, was so totally fucking ridiculous because it made the CS apparently to be good guys. I didn't read it, so I have no idea. But I found out apparently it wrote them as heroes, the genocidal nation. The Nazis. The Nazis were the good guys in that one. Seriously, they were meant to be the good guys. I, I just remember they, it was five books long. Yeah. And they won. That's about all. Because they were supposed to. Because they were heroes. No. Yeah, yeah, that's what no. Kevin Symbiata said because he's, a, yeah. And also, I read an interesting thing. Uh, Bill Coffin, one of the uh, RP, one of Palladium's former writers, uh, wrote a series of posts talking about his relationship with Kevin Symbiata and how he generated and how he fell out. Because like, Kevin is a bit of a bipolar nutcase where he loves you or hates you, and it's all your fault, and nothing's ever. Oh his yeah, fault. was that, that was what you posted on the forums. I posted one part of it. There's other parts. He's wrote it, wrote no more. Shit. Yeah, yeah. No. I must read the rest of them. Uh, but it's pretty fucking crazy. So I would, uh, yeah. Yeah, I would just say to Kevin, um, if the fans want it, they're right. Yeah. If Period. the money wants it, they, yeah. If the money wants it, yeah. it's right. Because for all its warts, I would run riffs if it, the system didn't utterly suck ass. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say this publicly. If you revise it to anything. D20, percent, uh, uh, Call of Cthulhu, ba- ba- uh, basic role playing, anything. Anything that doesn't suck utterly. Yeah, I'll run it. I'll fucking run it. And I'll post actual plays of it on the internet. Or and, uh, maybe, you know, get a book out within 12 months of the of the date you post. Yeah. And use desktop publishing software, you God asshole. damn it. Stop laying things out with wax. Pay in, come on. Get a computer. Get with the 21st century. Get with the 20th century, man. Get fucking... You know, Microsoft Publisher is better than the shit he does. This simple two-column layout with all the typos and errors. God damn it. It's a graphic designer. It angers me. Ross is... Ross... You are causing Ross anger. Yeah. Look at this. I'm yeah. I'm watching it happen. Yeah. You are destroying him. Well, it's... It... it, it, it you know what it's doing to me, Tom? Is it tearing is it, you it's apart? It's tearing me apart! <laughs> oh... Yes. The Room. We should have... Uh, 2009, The Room. The Room. That's I got it. that for my uh, my brother for Christmas. So Did he understand? No, yeah, I don't know if he's watched it yet. I, don't, I, I didn't tell him anything about it. I just told him it was a good movie. I'm pretty sure watch. you'll get a phone call. I probably will. It's like, Ross, you little turd. <laughs> Why'd you do this to me? So... Um, so, uh, so we have shout outs next, don't we? Or, I think we do, yes. Yeah. See, it's been so long, I don't even know which order. Right. Yeah. Up is down, I mean, black and white, cats and dogs living together. Mass down. hysteria. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, most of these are like are, uh, YouTube videos. Yeah. Well, some of them. Uh, first of all, I'd like to give a shout out to Eclipse Phase. Because they put out quick start rules, including a starting scenario, which I will be running for my group at some point in the near future. Hooray! Next year. He'll be yes. running it next year. Yeah, obviously. So, yeah. Good job, Eclipse Phase, for finally Fun, putting... Well done. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to running it. Um, Tom, what, what did you want to put? Well, like I said, mainly uh, YouTube videos. One that my friend Andy, absent at this time. Yeah. I'm not going to... Not angry or anything, just saying. Okay. Turn me on to a video on the YouTube called uh, Tet- uh, Tetris God. It's actually from College Humor, but I found a YouTube version of it, which mm-hmm. I will post because I don't... Well, I'll probably post a College Humor link. Cause... Whichever. I saw it on YouTube, so therefore to me it's a YouTube video. It's College Humor. Yeah. It's the God of Tetris. That's all you need to know. Yeah. It's two minutes. Watch it. Yeah. Ross was laughing. Yeah. I made laugh. I remember Ross laugh. Yeah. Check. Take that. Yeah. Uh, then I will do... A series of commercials of Russian animated little cartoons were done for a uh, some kind of 
potato chip kind of snack. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but there are all these little like yeah, the, figures in black and white, well animated though. They're fighting to the death. Yeah, the one I saw was accountant versus designer. Yeah. Well, there's also like uh, uh, Chuck Norris versus uh, uh, King Leonidas from 300. Um, <laughs> there's also uh, uh, an army general versus a zombie. There's ninjas versus crusader. A ninja versus a crusader. There's there's like dozens of these fucking things. There's like over 50 of them. Some of them some of them are not safe for work. Just saying, like the just mar- saying. yeah, but they're all like a minute at most. So uh, watch them. I'll just post a playlist. You can watch all of them or none of them or some of them. It's up to you. That's how Ross rolls. Yeah. Um, and I think you had one. Uh, something you saw recently. Oh, yeah. Um, I went to the Moxie Cinema. Yeah. Or, or uh, Springfield's Independent Theater. Yes. And watched uh, Dead Snow. Yes. Got Nazi zombies in the snow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good zombie movie. <sighs> I wanted to see it, but I just missed it for some dumb reason. So I will have to see it at some point. It, this is a little... Uh, awkward because uh, it's a zombie movie that I saw first. I know. Ross, I don't I let me down. Ross let I, Ross let himself down. I know. I, I am ashamed. So Sigh. he so he must uh, he must now go on a quest to regain his honor. Exactly. I I I guess I don't know. Uh, finally, uh, we got that B roll. Oh, it's one last more YouTube another, video. more YouTubes. Yeah, it's 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 funny. It, All you need you they they've got that B roll. They've got that B roll except for something too specific. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not B-roll. Just exactly. So, um, finally, we have anecdotes. We got two letters from listeners who sent them to us. Uh, Asked us to read, you know, things yeah. that they have. Yes. Uh, the first letter, I guess we're putting, grouping the whole thing into anecdotes. Uh, so I've recently, only recently come across RPPR in the last couple of weeks. This is from a, Seth. Um, Just Seth. Seth. From, well, his email is like TigerMaz80. Something, something. I don't want to give his email address. I don't want people to spam me. Anyways, I've only recently come across RPPR in the last couple of weeks, but I have enjoyed what I've heard so far. I had almost given up gaming after years of dedication to a particular group, which had been over time steadily decaying to something which I will simply describe as not as fun to be kind to the mm. members of said group. I had stepped away and stopped listening and stopped playing several months ago until I come across your podcast. The part which really grabbed me were the actual play episodes. So far, I've only listened to the Mutants and Masterminds, Age of Masks episodes. Over this however was a breath of fresh air afterwards i listened to the other episodes where he gave tips criticism letters and rants directed to players and dms after listening to these episodes i quickly identify what i've been causing my previous group to fall apart the way that it was age of mask episodes i've been listening to also inspired me to break out my uh, eminem books once again to run with a random bit of inspiration that had come to mind nearing the end of my time with the previous group the problem with my idea for the means of masterminds campaign was this particular group was due mostly to two factors which could be easily summed up with one word, change. The group had pay, played nothing but D&D for years, long before I joined them, and only had one D- GM uh, for the same amount of time. I was really the only one who wanted to try something different. After some time of relentlessly bringing up, they agreed to give it a shot. Quickly, it became obvious that it wasn't going to work out. Some players lost interest when they realized they weren't going to be able to break character with the same unbridled efficiency that they couldn't D&D, and the one who usually GM kept uh, attempting to hijack the game. Eventually, I gave up trying to make it happen shortly after ended up leaving the group mostly for reasons outside the game though 
fast forward to a few months later after listening to some of your podcasts, I began to realize the errors I had made, as well as to the other player and GM, that it slowly but surely sucked the fun out of the game. You liked the... Uh, I, it was good, good, yeah. Yeah. Um, my reading. All right. I, I resolved to give it another shot. Today, I stopped by my local comic book shop after uh, work hoping to get into a random game. It turns out that there were a few people there who were expecting their GM to show up for a game. I struck up a random conversation with them and discovered that they found out their GM wasn't going to make it. Slightly bummed, they went through the usual what you want to do ritual. I have jokingly mentioned that I had my Mutes and Masterminds book in the car in a campaign that I could use some playtesters for. They jumped! at the chance to play. Turns out that three or four of them were GMs who had been looking for an excuse to play instead of running games for some time now. They were all interested in giving the system a go, as it were. Um, I'll admit that I was a little nervous about doing this, but decided to throw caution to the wind and run with it. During this game, uh, I made a conscious effort to remember the mistakes that I resolved not to make. The min-max pain, break it up, set the pace, or fight me, or give me a quest episodes were especially helpful in correcting past mistakes and identifying potential mistakes and pitfalls before they were made. The game was my own personal twist of a classic concept. I particularly enjoyed their expressions when they thought they recognized the direction they was heading and just knew what was going to happen next, only to discover that they were way off target. This wild card mentality kept them on their toes and caused us all to have a good time. I didn't tell them that what they did was part of a bigger story until after they, unprompted, invited me back out to continue the story. I think I may have found a decent group there. I never thought it could happen to me. Um, I'm not expecting... <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, that, 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 that last line was mine. I'm just being an asshole. That's like letters to penthouse forum type I stuff. I know, I know. Um, I'm not expecting you to read this whole email in any of your podcasts if you read it all, but I do have an anecdote I'd like to share. It was a double whammy in which I had the opportunity to find a creative use to a situation that caught the GM completely by surprise and also shut up another player who had questioned my character's creation in the first place. But you hate that. They question. Uh, you should yeah. never. Yeah. All right. It's a 3.5 game, and I made a sorcerer. It didn't have a single direct damage spell. In fact, most of his spells were utility spells. I did that for two reasons. It made perfect sense for his background, and I enjoy finding creative solutions to a seemingly simple problems. He looked at my character sheet and proceeded to berate me for every single one of the spells I had selected, more specifically the spells I didn't pick that he would have. We came across a checkpoint that we needed to get past, which was guarded by a couple soldiers with a clear view of all surrounding areas but between the both of them. We had to however get past them without them knowing since they could easily get away from the group before we get close enough for any plausible aggressive tactics and warn the rest of the soldiers resting on the other side of the gate all right so they were camping all right i got it in my head they're yeah. fucking camping we could only get to a vantage point to see one of them clearly enough to get off any kind of range shot off on them that of course would have clearly alerted the other who would have proceeded to warn the other soldiers destroy us in a quick sweep or so the gm made it clear to us this was where i took my opportunity to shine um, I, I don't know. No. Uh, I can't remember the name of the spell I used, but it allowed me to permanently change the subject's primary language. <laughs> For example, if I changed the target's ability to speak common to the ability to speak dwarven, then he would have speak dwarven, believing he's speaking common. Holy oh. shit! What Dude. spell is that? That's a, I would fucking use that spell all oh, yeah, the fucking time. Even not even when it's not even needed. I would do that. I would just do that. I would just go to the enemy's city and like. 
turned into the Tower of Fucking Babel. God damn. <laughs> so this spell, I managed to change the sentry's ability to speak common into int. Once they realized <laughs> that we were approaching, they went to go warn the other soldiers by uh, way of a series of creaks and moans while waving their arms slowly in the air. Once we stopped laughing at the spectacle of our GM describing what had happened, which I admit he was pretty good at, we all simply circumvented what had been originally planned to be a nearly overwhelming fight. My, the only person who wasn't really laughing as much was the player who had been giving me so much grief for having that obscenely useless spell in my arsenal. I know Fuck be, that! I know it could be a little long-winded there, but I can guess what I'm saying. Thanks for helping me point out the stupid mistakes to myself. Thanks, guys. Seth. P.S. I feel a little out of place having gone through the whole thing without making use of a single curse word. So with that, I issued Tom to go through an entire letter in a podcast without cursing. I know that's asking to go... Uh, I know that going to... Astro, a whole episode without cursing might be a little too much. It's not to prove a point or anything. I'm just curious to see if he can actually do that. So he bumped, don't brought it up. Yeah. You're going to step up? You know, you might as well try to stop the tides from coming in or the sun rising in the morning, man. <laughs> oh, man. Well, now, you, now, if there was a bet involved, yeah. maybe I'd... Well, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, of course, we have one more anecdote there, and I think here Tom can get it. All right, yes. This one is from Mike uh, Wisniski. Uh, I think that's it. Mike. Please, for, Mike. How you doing, please, Mike? Yeah. Hi, Mike. Please forgive me if I fucked that up. You probably did. I know. That's why I gave it to you. So, he says... God damn it, Tom. Here's a little anecdote about my D&D players and their recent experience when they decided to jump off my invisible plot rails. The current campaign that I'm running is very much the kick-in-the-door style of D&D. We have a lot of fun with cinematic-style descriptions of everything that happens during battles. The party consists of a cleric of Cord, a dwarf fighter, a war mage, and a ranger. They all set out for an eight-hour ride north to a library to recruit a sage and to kick off a big plot. They decided that the library didn't sound like it was going to be very exciting, so being the bloodthirsty group that they are, they wanted to take a detour to the monster-infested forest next to the road to fight some stuff. <laughs> That's in quotations. So to satisfy their... Uh, so, okay, so to satisfy their bloodlust, I had, give, I had them get ambushed by a handful of hobgoblin archers. Not a problem, they wiped the floor with them. Satisfied that they killed something, they headed back to the road to get on with the quest. I decided the detour delayed them enough that, that they'd have to rest for the night. So they just plunked down and set up camp on the road at the edge of the forest and split the watch between the four of them. The dwarf gets the first watch, and soon after everyone was asleep, he hears some hissing in the trees. He shouts a warning, and four fiendish snakes rush out at them. They kill off the snakes pretty quickly, but not before the cleric gets bitten and fails a fairly simple DC-11 fortitude save versus poison when he rolls a 2. But, Fuck. but, and then there's an exclamation mark. He enthusiastically declares he will use his luck domain to re-roll for the day. The re-roll comes up 1, and we all laugh at him as he takes 5 temporary constitution damage. Fuck. I decided that one random encounter for the night is enough, as the ranger takes second watch and war mage takes third watch. When it comes time for the last watch, the war mage goes to wake up the cleric and, and he says, I'm not going to get up. So the war mage just kicks the cleric and says, get up, it's your watch, and goes to sleep. The cleric player decides <laughs> that his character feels too sick from the poison, and he's just going to sleep through his watch. As a DM, I decide not to let this bit of roleplaying go without consequences. So I dig around in, a, in the box of minis I had brought along and found two mostly harmless hyenas that I had left, in there, for, left there, there from our last session. I randomly rolled to see who the hyenas attack, and it just happened to be the war mage and the cleric. The war mage awoke to the hyena trying to bite him, and just for a goof, I decided that the other hyena was going to bite the cleric in the nuts, and he scores a natural 20. <laughs> it didn't confirm the critical, but still funny. 
So as the war mage is dealing with the, like with his hyena and shouting to wake up the fighter and ranger, the cleric attempts to stand, provoking an attack of opportunity from the hyena, which hits. The hyena also succeeded with his special trip attack, because the cleric rolled poorly on the opposed strength check, so I had the hyena drag him back down by the balls. The next round is, is rinse and repeat. Stand, attack of opportunity, drag back to the ground by his tender bits. Eventually the hyenas were dealt with, but the cleric will be taunted for the rest of his adventuring career about the hyena that was, that was attached quite firmly to his groin. Pretty rough night for the cleric. Excellent podcast, and the actual plays are a lot of fun to listen to as well. Thanks for sharing, Mike. And thank you, Mike. <laughs> God damn, how the hell did that cleric not die? Jesus, man. Maybe that was damage wasn't the point. Yeah, no. That that, was... <laughs> I'm not going to take one. <laughs> the poison's making me sick. <laughs> that's good roleplay. Yeah, it is. Oh my god, that was a... Uh, that's a... Like, don't you know what happens when the watch is... Haven't you seen Platoon? It's a metaphor for life. Haven't we... you seen what happens in Platoon? What happens when you don't take your watch? Yeah. You get snuck up on. And you get... You're not and the guy that wants to show you his, And the guy that wants to show you the picture of his kid gets killed. Yeah, well... You he's never, only two never, days away from retirement. Never do that in war. No. Never show pictures of your family or be close to retirement. Yeah, don't let hyenas get too close to your nuts. <laughs> Unless you're into that sort oh, of thing. Oh, yo. Yeah. That's, that's terrible. But, yeah. Both good ones. Oh man! Oh, I, we would. I would like to reiterate that. Don't please don't think that we actually know everything about gaming. No, no, well, we're, 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 speak for yourself. I'm, I'm, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking for you as well. No, I, I, I'm published. I know everything. Thank you, Ross. Yes, yeah. you. And just in case you didn't know, Ross is published. <laughs> oh, you guys fact, give me so he, much shit about that. That's. Uh, I am. Yeah. I, I clearly take it so seriously. Yes, I know. And all you have to do is, are you published? And I'll shut up. Yeah. Well, whose fault is that? You know. You know the day that actually happens. I'll be happy for you. I'll, I'll be. I'll be the first to sing the praise. Praise you from on top. Oh, look at Tom. He's published. Fine, fucking published. <laughs> like, no, like now he gets. Like, now he gets his. Now he gets See? his pendant. Yeah, exactly. And he, the ta- and the tattoo. And the decoder ring. You're forgetting the decoder. Oh wait, I shouldn't have mentioned. As long as ring. as long as I kill a hobo in front of you. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I guess. So, um, it could be a tramp. It could be. Really? Yeah, or an orphan. And not many people go for the orphan these nah, days. Yeah, that's kind of harsh. Yeah. That uh, orphan could grow up to be a published writer. Or it could or it could be someone's, uh, well, let's train be the orphan to be a deadly assassin. Yeah, that's right. And they Ooh. would just kill you. Yeah. And let's be honest, hobos, they're not going anywhere. No, no. Unless they're riding the rails. Oh, yeah. And back in the Depression. Which is probably going to happen again, given this guy. Yeah, topical oh. humor. So, uh, 2009, a year of hyenas biting people nuts, in summary. Speak for yourself. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, 2009, a good year. 2010, better year? Possibly. Perhaps. It looks that way. Uh, so, uh, have a good, happy New Year's and all that junk. And we'll, we'll see you uh, in hopefully. Two th- we'll see you in 2010. Yes, and hopefully uh, sooner than later. More oh, than and, once oh, and month, everyone yeah. remember, you know, game as much as you can because the world will come to an end in 2012. Yes, unless you're John Cusack, then you cannot run anything. <laughs> it's a, it's the video game of the apocalypse. God damn it! All right, uh, we'll we'll catch you next time in RPPI. See ya.
I'm a million drops within a 